Um, when I think about relationship habits, I think about small things that happen usually every day that become points of connection. And a lot of times couples will skip this really easy stuff because they're waiting for the big things to connect on. When you have these positive interactions and they happen every day, these annoying pet peeves, they become less of an issue. Or sometimes the people are like, oh, you know, I don't even know what we have in common. Like, I don't know what we're doing together because, you know, we are two different people. When people feel disconnected, this is where the relationship habits really shine. Yeah. Because if you can build in those moments of connection, then you start to know each other better. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to have things in common to be able to share life together. So welcome to Better Ourselves Podcast with Frank Christ. And today I have a special guest. Her name is uh, Sherry Timko. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about um, straight, uh, straight relationship habit. So yeah, so before we start, I always say to the guests, I just got to introduce herself and let us know who she is. Yeah. I am Sherry Timko. Thank you so much for having me here today. Really Thank excited you. to talk to you. Yeah. Um, I am, uh, well, my mission in life is to help couples have really great relationships. Yeah. And I have done that as a psychotherapist for the past 20 years. And I have recently started coaching as well so that I can do that online and bring that to a much broader audience. Good. Um, so you actually help couple to, to have a better like relationship. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, I, I've learned a lot through the years about what it takes. And, uh, I've worked with couples from being in crisis and getting them to a great relationship, but I've also helped couples who have an okay relationship and like level that up so that they actually have the relationship that they wanted when they committed to their partner. So um, <clears throat> there's one question I want to ask you, like, what do you describe as a straight relationship habit? Is it like something that people do more? Like what, what the habit, is it more like in a negative and positive, positive way? Well, we all have habits and we don't often think about our habits in our relationship. Yeah. So what I have noticed is that we can develop really good habits with our partner that then kind of automate what happens so that our relationship continues to grow while we're busy doing other stuff. So mm. do you want a, an example with that, that help? Yeah, yeah, it kind of help, yeah. So we yeah. actually do things that actually more often that help actually the relationship, right? So you always, you always, I mean, you also have the, the bad one or the habit that you do on your own that can have an impact in the relationship as well. You bring in that yes. sense? Yes, that makes sense. Um, when I think about relationship habits, I think about small things that happen usually every day that become points of connection. So for instance, if every morning you take your partner a cup of coffee, yeah. Now, that is the habit. Now, what you do with that habit is going to be different day to day, 
because some days you might hand them that coffee and you might be like, uh, morning. And <laughs> other days you might hand them that coffee and you're like, good morning. What's on your plate today? How's your day going to go? And you have more of an interaction. But having the habit there means that you have that moment of connection, whether it's a meaningful one or it's just kind of an everyday one. And it's going to be different from day to day. You don't have to look for that thing to happen because you already know that's going to happen. So the more of those little things that you have throughout the course of your day, the more that that stability and that security is built into your relationship. So you don't have to work at it so hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I never really thought about it that way. I think it actually kind of makes sense because everybody always trying to fix a relationship to to try to do something to actually make it better. But we always like find it like it's too much to, there's so much things to focus on at the same time to make things work or to make like a house, a peaceful place to live. I believe like, as you're saying, like if you start choosing like small thing that you do like on a daily basis, I think it's just going to make the person feel good. And if the person feel good every day, you know, that's kind of going to make things great. I think, I believe you work the same way as well, all the way when you do the bad, I mean, the thing is have a negative impact on a relationship if you do every day and it's kind of going to ruin something as well. And this is how you see that as well. Well, this is part of having a good relationship. I see there being three pillars, but this is the easiest, the most straightforward, the fastest way to shift things in your relationship. And a lot of times couples will skip this really easy stuff because they're waiting for the big things to connect on. Yeah. And so they skip, well, they do these things when they feel like it. So when they feel good about the relationship, then they say good morning or they say good night or they do something nice for their partner. But when they're in a conflict or when things don't feel good, they skip this stuff. And this stuff is the stuff that like stabilizes the whole system. Yeah, I think it's true, actually. So what do you think people struggle the most when it comes to that? Well, with the habits, I think that they just don't realize how important they are. Um, And when they're in conflict or when things aren't going well, they just don't do it. They just are like, oh, what difference does it make? Or I don't feel like being kind to you today. So it's okay for me to just skip these little things. And I think it's more like focusing on the other person feeling and, you know, I don't know if I have to call it happiness, but like, you know, um, feel good you know, you have to focus on that rather than focusing on yourself if you want to discover those things. Do you agree with that? Well, yes and no. I agree. We do these things for our partner. But when you've got a habit and it happens every day, it's something that you get to look forward to also. If my moment of connection with my husband is that we always say good morning, then I get something out of that too even if I'm the one who makes sure that we say good morning every morning. Yeah, it makes sense. So how do you think we, people actually should discover that? Because as you say, it's kind of hard for people to discover, discover those habits. Or when do you think people actually realize they don't have those habits? They don't have anything. This is an area that probably every couple can do better in because... These aren't hard to do. 
it just takes the intentional decision to add them in and prioritize them. Um, so if a couple is trying to decide what to do, there's a couple of ways to do that. One is to notice the things that you already do. If sometimes you say good morning, or sometimes you bring your partner a cup of coffee, then those are easy things to just make more frequent. Yeah. Another way is to think about what are the things that you like to have happen in the relationship. If you like to cuddle for a few minutes before you fall asleep every night, then in um, trying to make that happen every day, you're going to feel better about it. <clears throat> Your partner is going to feel better because you are doing something in a very consistent way that gives something to them too. Yeah. And then the third way is to listen to what your partner complains about the most and then find a way to do that that feels genuine to you like just because they say i want you to take out the trash every day and that's the habit they wish you had it doesn't mean that you have to do that but it does mean that they are telling you i feel like i have to do more than what is fair here mm. and so maybe you would pick something else to do that makes you guys feel like you're working well together yeah but it would right. be something that makes sense that you can do because it's easy and makes sense for you to do yeah, yeah i get it yeah i think i think about the trash actually had it as well you know like yeah you have to feel why you never do that and when you do that and it should be like oh that was very good you know oh you start doing now the person feel good and then you kind of feel good about yourself as well because you're having some type of compliments as well so when it comes to bad habit, how do you deal with that? Like to stop those habits? That's a good question. Um, bad habits are things like um, ignoring each other, mm. looking at your phone and not putting it down and having giving your partner their, your undivided attention. Yeah. A bad habit that couples fall into, which is such a silly one to me, is that they don't make eye contact. They really have no point in their day when they make eye contact. Oh. Right. That sounds almost sounds like trivial because why wouldn't they? But when I think about being busy with my kids and my job and the house and I get into the house and I'm like thinking about the next thing. Yeah. I don't, if I don't intentionally stop and make eye contact with my partner, like that might not happen. So a, a good habit would be when one of you enters the room, actually stopping, looking up and what a difference it makes if you're actually happy to see that. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I think we, we don't think about those things, you know, like looking at the person in the eye because I feel like every time you look at the eye, it's like, oh, what's going on, you know? It's more like, yeah, are you all right? Or there's any problem? I think, yeah, that, that's true. I think the eye contact is very, very important. And most people, we don't actually look at each other. We only give that look when maybe there's something going on. That's when you actually do that. I agree. I think of what a difference it would make if every time you saw your partner, you made eye contact with them. They would stop assuming that you only make eye contact because something's wrong. Yeah. That's when the person only use the ad contact when something's wrong. 
it's more a bit like a habit to do that when something is wrong. Yes. But think of how powerful that is. This one tiny little thing to just make eye contact with your partner every day. And you pick the time. You, you do it when it makes sense for you. But to make sure that you catch their eye and make eye contact with them. And that's the only thing that you change. Do you have to smile at the same time? Well, you don't. But, you know, I have to say, when my husband is happy to see me, like there's something that like touches my heart in a way. Like he actually saw me. Not that he just made eye contact. Yeah. And this is just being intentional about the way you interact with each other. This is not about, you know, changing the course of everything. But what I find is that when couples do these really small things, the things that I call low-hanging fruit, then it turns down the conflict. It makes it, there more goodwill that, you know, people show more goodwill towards each other. It helps them to like turn down the nervous system so that they're calmer when they go into dealing with harder things um when you come to bad habit i know like there's a what about a personal bad habit that make the relationship not work is that as well like you know not the one you do with her or maybe on your own or you do something so how do you actually because a lot of people they try to change but they always go back to as as um as much as they want to change they always go back to the whole habit and then when it happened they're like oh you know but it's not like they really want it to happen, but just like struggle to get out of it. Oh, you're talking about things like my partner always leaves crumbs on the counter and it drives me crazy and he doesn't think about it. And I really want him to clean up those crumbs because it seems like yes, not a big deal. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something that always upset the other person. Anything that's actually, yeah. Yeah, so this can be applied to... Or your, own, or your own character, you as a person, maybe, you know, these things that you do, uh, that doesn't actually like you know impact the relationship in a bad way but you just do it sometimes but yeah well, there are always going to be things that our partners are going to do that are going to drive us a little bit crazy I think that that one of so I have a couple of ideas here one is that when you have these positive interactions and they happen every day these annoying pet peeves they become less of an issue yeah. because there's already so much positive between the two of you. The other thought that I have is that there are really three parts to having a good relationship. The first is having good relationship habits. Yeah. The second is how to work through problems. And the third is how to clean up messes when they happen. So what you're talking about with those bad habits is that couples need to find ways to solve problems that work for both of them and work well for both of them. So if the crumbs are on the counter, there are a lot of ways of solving that problem that some of them rely on the person not making the crumbs. Hmm. Some of them rely on the other person. They, they're the one that cares about that problem. If they, if it was, they solved that problem by like wiping down the counter, couple times a day and then there are ways that they can work together to solve that problem so sometimes you want to change the bad habit sometimes you want to change the outcome of the bad habit 
So do you think that's um, solution is, I mean, like, sorry, conversation to talk to the parent, to, to, to the partner, do you think is one of the most important thing? Because people always talk about, yeah, you have to be able to communicate, you have to talk to each other. Do you think this is one of the, the most important thing when you come to that, the habit that you need to have? Well, when it, when it comes to habits, you can decide I'm going to have this habit. And usually your partner will go along with you. Your habit is going to be, I'm going to say good morning to you every morning. You don't need your partner to agree to that. Yeah. When you're trying to work through problems, the way to get to living well together is to be able to find solutions. And all right. So you have, I will have my solution. My husband will have his solution. And what we're really looking for is our solution. Yeah. And that may be one of our solutions, or that may be something completely different that neither one of us would do if it were just us alone. And the only way you can get to that is to talk about what the problem is, what are the possible ways of fixing it, and then coming up with a solution that is going to fix it. Now, that yeah. may not need to be an in-depth, lengthy conversation, but there has to be some communication about how do we live better together. Yeah, I agree. But what what do you struggle the most? You know, when you when you see people actually, because I know like you, all, I'm sure you work with a lot of people. Uh, what is the common thing that you actually have? Like the common issue that people actually tell you? Yeah, most people come to me because they either feel disconnected or they can't work through problems. Disconnected yeah. to what? From each other. They, oh, they don't feel I think that's, in that's sync another with thing one as well. another. They don't feel connected. Or sometimes the people are like, oh, you know, I don't even know what we have in common. Like, I don't know what we're doing together because, you know, we are two different people. So, yeah, that's another problem. I heard that a lot as well. So what about that? How, how do you, what kind of advice do you give them people? What, what do they have to process? Like, if they, right. if they feel like they can't, they can't find themselves, they feel disconnected. When people feel disconnected, this is where the relationship habits really shine. Yeah. Because if you can build in those moments of connection, then you start to know each other better. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to have things in common to be able to share life together. Um, oh, I have okay. couples you didn't know who, that. I have couples who have very independent lives, but then they come together and they're very excited about each other's lives and they share what happened when they were separate. Yeah. Now I have couples who have a lot in common too. So really it depends on the two people and how they uniquely come together. Yeah. Whether they want a lot of overlap in their relationship or they want a little overlap in their relationship. So what, what I can learn from what you're saying is like, we don't have to have like, um, I mean, we don't have to have like um, share something that we both agree to actually be together. We don't have to have the same habit in a term of not just like relationship habit. I'm just talking about like lifestyle choices. And, you know, if I like sport, I like this. We don't have to like those things to to be able to, for the relationship to work. That's what you're saying. Correct. Now, there are some deal breakers. If one wants an open relationship and the other wants a oh, completely yeah, monogamous relationship, that's there's not really a lot of overlap there. But if one is into basketball and the other loves to read, you know, that can there's lots of things that seem like they're opposites that really can fit well together. It, it may mean that they don't do all of their activities together. 
but that sharing of those activities and the, the sharing of what happened in those activities and the enthusiasm that they bring back to the relationship because they're doing these other things, that's where they start to live their best life. Uh, there's, on a, there's another thing as well. I'm sure, I don't know if you found it with your client. I realize a lot of people always say they're with the person, but they feel like they are giving a lot of freedom to the person and, and then to the point where, oh, they spend a lot of time with the person, everything they do, they have a habit to spend time together all the time, all the time. And then after time, they just feel like they need some time alone. They feel like disconnected. I have one of my friends, uh, he even told me like, Oh, you know what? I be with my wife. I'm always around everywhere I go. She was with me, but now I feel like I'm I'm kind of burned out, and I don't know what to do because um, I need some. Because he I even he cannot even go see his parent on his own. He always have to bring his wife all the time, and now I feel like he doesn't have no life, and on his his his, his life actually haven't doesn't have any meaning on his own. So everything is just like related to his wife. At the start, it was so good, beautiful. They always together, but now I come to the point where. Yeah, he even went online to try to search, do some research to check if he's having some mental problem. He just realized like the symptom that he's having is something to do with like uh, depression. Yeah, he was quite surprised. Like he actually things went that far. So I don't know if you heard that those kind of thing before where the person. So yeah, I don't know what what is it causing. How do people normally deal with that? Sorry, I'm sorry. I know it's a long question. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. One of the challenges that couples face is that they go from one season to the next season yeah and the typical pattern for couples is that in the very beginning they have lots of time together and they want to be with each other every moment and they start entwining their lives together yeah but nobody stays in the same season they need to shift and adjust. So what you're talking about is that your friend and his partner are on the brink of a shift. They need a shift, but they're not, um, they're not taking it yeah. intentionally or thoughtfully. They're just kind of trying to stay in exactly that same relationship that they had at the beginning. And so they're going to have, that's a problem that has to be solved. They will probably have to solve that problem repeatedly over the relationship. Like for instance, when couples have kids, the amount of time that they spend together has to shift. Yeah. Um, so they have to figure out how can we still stay feeling connected with each other and also live our best lives. Mm. So it's possible that they could have a conversation where they figure out what are the things that make them feel the most connected and then yeah. make sure that those things happen and then be real clear on what they can do outside of their time together so that they're both real clear on what those boundaries are, mm. but then there's room for them to go and do some of those other things with also that safety and security of those things that keep them connected. Yeah, that's right. So I think it's, it's really important to have your own time as well, right? Like to do things on your own, to have your own, because otherwise one person is going to do something on his own, the other person is not going to do it. And one going to say, look, they're going to feel kind of jealous because of what a person, the time, the free time of what the person is doing. Oh, you always enjoy your time. I never have time. And the person who's having a good time or on his own, going to feel guilty because 
the other one is just at home and doesn't know what to do. I wish that there were a formula that works for everybody, <laughs> but this is one of the amazing things about finding a partner hmm. is you're looking for what works for both of you. Hmm. It's like, what is the intersection of each of your personalities so that both of you feel like you're living your best life? So for some oh. couples, that is going to mean spending almost all of their time together. And for other couples, that's going to mean that each of them really do need some time apart. And so how they negotiate that really matters. Some people need a little bit more individual time and their partner might need less individual time. But the goal is for both parties to live together and really feel like this is precious and valuable, what they have together and that they live their best lives. So sometimes those relationship habits, those small little things really anchor the relationship that then make it feel safer for one of them to have more time apart. I think what you say is very interesting and very deep as all when you say about, uh, you have to feel like living your best life. <laughs> That's like, yes. I don't think many people can actually answer to that. Like if they ask you like, oh, oh you're in a relationship, but are you actually living your best life? being in a relationship and people be like i think many gonna be like yes i'm happy because of my kids people are trying to hide behind the kids that's what i've heard a lot so do you think it's a good excuse to use like do you think the kids should be like the the source of you know of, i know like you know when you got kids you have to be happy and everything do you think it sh should be like that strength behind your your happiness as a person no as a parent yeah. It can be, but people aren't all the same. So for some people that will be deeply fulfilling. Here's what I think. This is what my mission is. I think that people sell their relationship short and they do it in, in dumb ways because they don't do the things that would make their lives better that don't take much time or energy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that stuff doesn't matter. We're, li we're fine. We're living a good enough life. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't take that much to actually level that up and live a good life. What it takes is consistency. Like you need to do things. It can even be small things, but you need to do things every day that build that relationship. And they can even run automatically in the background. It's not like you need to come up with a plan every day of what you need to do. But there are things that are going to bring that quality up that don't take that much work. Yeah, I think I agree with what you're saying. Um, and I think sometimes we actually don't know what we want. So I was speaking to somebody else, told me the same thing. Sometimes people in a relationship, they don't really know what they want. Or sometimes the goal of the relationship is not really... Um, it should be more like, building something together i don't know if i'm right or just doing something on your own to find your own space your own happiness like ignoring the fact you're with somebody so we can actually build it together do you think it's very important to have like the same vision because sometimes one person have one vision the other one that have a different vision of life in general oh again i think this is unique to the couple Sometimes you have people together who need to have the same vision and other times that shared vision is that we're each going to pursue lots of things individually, 
And then we have these touch points that bring us back together and make sure that we are, we know each other as we're doing these separate things. So I don't know that there is a formula like that that says that everybody needs this and everybody needs that. The couples find their own unique balance, especially when they're committed to, I want you to be happy and I want me to be happy and you want me to be happy. And so we're gonna sometimes sit with messiness and we're gonna try new things because we're really looking for how do we have an extraordinary relationship, not just kind of get through. You think you have to sit down and ask about, oh, what makes you happy and what makes me happy? And then trying to figure out how to do that. I don't, I don't know many couples who actually have that conversation. I think most of them are like, this is kind of the best that this gets. Uh, but do you think is it, do you do you, I mean do you rather like do you think it's better to have this kind of conversation like to say to the partner like well you tell me what makes you happy and then I'll tell you what makes me happy as well so we can actually both try to figure out how to if the other person say look I love traveling and the other one say I just love going to the park and so what are you gonna do you're gonna do a little bit of park and a little bit of traveling do you think that we can be good? As well? That can be good. You also can sometimes go to the park by yourself and sometimes travel by yourself or with friends. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. On so, your own, traveling by yourself, yes. Because my friend have a say, oh, if you listen to this podcast, you're going to be mad. They'll be like, oh, I keep talking about me. So, yeah, I think the traveling thing as well, I think it, it feels good to sometimes to just travel on your own, to go see other people. And, it's, and then when you come back home, you feel different. You feel more refreshed and yeah, you have your own yeah, space and, and come back. And what you're really talking about is what feels good to you. And I, I happen to be someone who likes to travel. Yeah. And therefore I might be someone who would travel on my own, but there are going to be people who are not interested in traveling. And maybe they found a partner who's also not interested in traveling mm. or they found a partner who needs more of that. And they find a way that that can also be something they enjoy yeah okay i get it so you you, you kind of force the person actually to do things that you like just because of of doing that um so anything else you actually work on like uh, expect um you know the the couple part do you, you work on other things as well yeah i work on those three parts um i think that all three parts are important, but I think the relationship habits is the easiest to just explain. Yeah, I think the people, way you break it down was like, good. They get that. The other two are a little bit more complicated. The second pillar is a good way to work through problems. Now, this again is unique to the couple. Some mm. couples will say, you make this decision and I make this decision and we'll trust each other with those. And the other couples need a lot more collaboration where they make those decisions together. The third is that couples make messes. Couples hurt each other, they let each other down, they disappoint each other. And some couples, those are really big mistakes that happen. And some couples, those are just small, like not being there for you or not listening to. But every couple makes messes in their relationship. And so yeah. they need ways to clean up those messes. So when couples do those three things, that's usually when they find that place of having a really great relationship. But, yeah. So those are, those two are more complicated. 
Okay, and what is the third part? The third one is cleaning up messes. Cleaning up messes. Yeah, how do you how yeah. do you do that? Well, they have to have good repair tools. Um, now, the most straightforward repair is an apology. Hmm. I'm sorry that I did that. Now, people are terrible at apologizing, like horrible at apologizing. And oh, often really? they apologize, and it's almost as bad as the thing that they did to begin with. Really? I think, really? How? I think okay. if you, we take time to apologize, or when you say, I'll let you say, you're good. All right, try this on for socks. I'm sorry. Hmm. Doesn't sound honest. What are you sorry for? Oh. Like, what, what, what do you, what do you think went wrong here? How do I know that you're sorry for the thing that actually hurt me? Okay, try this one. I'm sorry, but I only did it because you have a character flaw and I was just responding to that. Yeah, that happened a lot. If you have a but in your apology, it's probably a terrible apology. Yeah. I think you you don't have to yeah I think people use that line just to to feel I think to share the guilt. How do you say that? Yeah, they want to push off some of their responsibility. Yeah. A good apology acknowledges how you hurt the other person. Takes accountability for how like your contribution to it. It doesn't say I'm sorry for everything. It's how I made this worse. And a really good apology includes what you're going to try to do differently next time. Now, not I will try not to hurt you that way, but I will do this differently next time to try and avoid that hurt. Yeah. Now, if I do it again, I need a new strategy. I can't apologize and say I'm going to try the same thing to avoid hurting you again. I've got to have a new strategy if I keep doing it. But do you think there's another way to apologize or other than saying it? I know there is like, oh, people always say the best way to apologize is to not doing the thing that you did before. Do you think that's the, that's the alternative? Um, I, there are different things that people need in an apology. And when you have a good apology, it hits on all of them. It is acknowledging the hurt, taking accountability, having a plan for the future, and then enacting that plan. Now, what you'll find is that each person needs some, one of those is more important to them than the others. For you, you just said that the most important part is to not hurt you again that way. And that the other parts are, are okay, but that's not the part that you're looking for in an apology. For me, it probably is someone acknowledging how they hurt me. And yes, I would like them to not do it again, but if they don't do it again, but they don't acknowledge that they hurt me, that I may not get over that very quickly because I need them to say, all right, I see you. I know how I hurt you. And I'm sorry that I did that. Yeah. Okay. So yes, you can apologize and you can make repairs in a lot of other ways. You can do it without any words. You can do it with other words. But the most straightforward, the most 
well-known repair is an, an apology. Yeah, that's right. I agree with that. I think um, you're right because when you do it in the wrong way, it's like it's worse than actually what you've done. And the person feel like you're just trying to brush something and then just move on to the next one. Sometimes people use apologies to shut down the, the other person. Like, I don't really want to hear you. And if I say, I'm sorry for having done it, you'll stop telling me about it. Yeah, I think the most powerful part is actually to saying what you apologize for. I think that's kind of the heavy thing because you have to, you talk a lot of, you take a lot of acknowledgement, acknowledgement to actually say like words by words and then to apologize for that. I would say it that way. Anything else that you want to add that we haven't, you know, been through and something that you feel like is very important for people to know regarding this topic? Well, I told you my mission is to help couples have a great relationship. Um, one of my side pro projects is that I am trying to get couples to spend some time together. Hmm. Um, I started a Facebook group. Um, it is not part of my business or anything. It's a side project. Um, and it is just for couples to connect around spending more time together. It's called Date Night Community. And um, every week we have... Uh, couples post a picture of themselves on the date or what they're doing. And then we have some engagement around some ideas about how you can strengthen your relationship. So I think that this idea that we need a movement of people who are committed to spending some time with their partner every week. Yeah. This is, this is a really important part of having a good relationship. And again, it's something that many couples just skip. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they have kids especially when they have kids, um, even when they're not. We're just all so busy all the time that we always have an excuse not to spend time with our partner. Is it more at home as well or just outside? What do you think is important? Is like you have to be outside as well or you can actually do it at home? No, I, the only time you can get with your partner is to put the kids to bed and then spend an hour together. If that is the only thing you can wrangle out of your schedule, and that is absolutely what you should do. Yeah. Part of the good habit, I would say. That is a good habit. <laughs> So I will make sure I'm going to put the link on the description as well regarding the, you know, the Facebook page and regarding any, anybody wants some type of advice, there's any way they can actually get in touch with you as well? Yeah, the best way to learn about how I'm working with couples is at my website, that's sherrytimco.com, C-H-E-R-I-T-I-M-K-O. Yeah. My name is spelled different. Um, but I also have a Facebook group and... Um, I'm on all the social media somewhere. <laughs> oh, are you on Instagram as well? I am on Instagram. Uh, it's not as active as my Facebook group right. is. And then uh, I've just started doing some TikTok videos just for fun. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know about TikTok. I, I try TikTok, but I feel like it's very popular to send things. But I try. Uh, I need to learn more. So, yeah. Well, I have a TikTok? lot to learn too. <laughs> yeah, because social media moves so fast. You have things, the app, just like, you know, opening up like, very quick. So you have to catch up with the whole thing. So, yeah, it was very, very nice to have you today. And I feel like um, what you have said today actually make a lot of sense. It was so simple, but like sometimes we don't 
pay attention to small details and we always trying to find you know bigger issues to you know like bigger option to actually fix the problem but sometimes you just have to do that the little things that you were saying about what i can learn you were saying about the habit the good and the bad habit the habit that you can actually do in a daily basis and actually makes things better and also you know to apologize i think it's really important not just to apologize as the words but you actually have to acknowledge and say what you apologize for so that's what i can for today Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about this. Yeah, stuff. thank you a lot. And then hope um, when I talk to you one day again, if like, we have something to do with that as well. So thank you again. And I will pull all the posts for anybody actually want to again touch with, uh, with Sherry. I will pull all the link on the description for her website, you know, for everything. Yeah, the, the podcast. Do you have a podcast as well? I do not. Oh, I you don't have, have a podcast. I've been on many podcasts. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have my own. Um, I don't know. I don't really find as long as you are guest to podcast, so people are always gonna see you around. I think this conversation need to be heard, so I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna spread it as much as I can, and hopefully somebody gonna come back to you as well. So thank you again for having you today, and I will let you know when it's ready to be published. Thank you. Wonderful. Cheers.